Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. There would be a primary school footy carnival in Darwin that would become part of footy folklore, I think it's fair to say. And and a couple of years on from you commencing in your role, you found yourself there. A bunch of 12-year-olds running around for New South Wales. uh, Who was there and what actually took you there, Greg? Well, I got involved in everything in New South Wales. I I got involved in the regional championships. I coached there what was their Teal Cup, which was, you know, the... The, um, the under-17 national team. I, I had to get involved with everything. So the kids and the parents and the, and the administrators all knew me because then they'd feed information to me. I, I, I was in the system. So whenever there was a carnival, I was there. And, uh, yeah, I was in Darwin when, um, when John and, uh, and Wayne played. Um, not that I'd pick them out as anything superstars in those days, but it just starts that association with the names, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and John being Longmire, Wayne being Carey, of course. And what actually wasn't Horse the star of that carnival? Going back, oh <laughs> uh, yeah, he was pretty good as a junior. I tell you what, as a 12, 13, 14, 15 year old, like I can buy 15, he was kicking goals for the Ovens of Murray in uh, in Italy. Yeah, he was a very early developer, very uh, very good footballer at a younger age. Where Wayne was a bit a bit slower to get going. We'll come back to these two because in the interim, you joined North Melbourne, didn't you? Recruiting officer and football manager was the title, I think. Yep, I left uh, the Swans at the end of '84. Um, um, I'd done a bit of dealing with Ron Joseph with Ian Fairley. We had to clean out our zones with players who didn't want to go to Sydney, so we um, we let go guys like Darren Mullane and um, Craig Lambert and uh, and Ian Fairley. And the Ian Fairley deal, he wanted to go to Essendon, but Ron Joseph uh, just trusted what I said about him, and we did the deal in five minutes. And um, I guess I developed that relationship with Ron. So a few years have gone by now, and uh, Wayne and John are a little bit older. I think you saw them again in 87, at least Wayne anyway, by the time he was in his mid-teens. He was playing a rep school game in Adelaide. In fact, maybe as a 17-year-old, and you spoke about how you got to games often. Were you the only recruiter there? I reckon it was a Wednesday at, at Umley Oval. I reckon I would have been. <laughs> it was just um, it was, it was a sort of uh, the private schools played against the, um, the public schools. Um, in, a, in a sort of, I don't know, Wednesday afternoon game for some reason. Um, and I found out about it and went across the Sturt and watched the game and I saw this guy playing centre-half back and um, I thought to myself, geez, yeah, this kid can play. Um, I hope they don't mention him anything. And of course, after the game, he won the medal, which I, I didn't think he was best on the ground. I was disappointed he won the medal because I only alerted other people that here's a guy who's won a medal in a, <laughs> in a, in a, a, a prestigious school game. So I rang, um, I had a record with me, saw the name, and rang the school that had the school alongside it, and the um, the school sportsmaster answered the phone, and he was a Norwood uh, coach, and told me off for of Victorian and called me all the names under the sun, but did in the middle of it tell me that uh, it was Wayne Carey from Wagga, so that was able to put two and two together, and we moved pretty quickly from there. Now the, I don't know if the Swans knew this, Greg, but they, of course, John and Wayne were tied to Sydney. Yeah, they were because um, Wayne was had been. Once you're out of the zone, you, you still belong to that club until you're three years out of the zone. Well, Wayne had only been one year out of Wagga into Adelaide. And um, John had only just started his first year out of the um, uh, the minor league, which belonged to the um, Swans, into Cora Rutherglen in, in the senior team, which belonged to North Melbourne. So there was a, a break-up of the junior league and the senior league. Uh, the Swans zone one, North zone one. So when we got around to getting them to our club and then asking for clearances 
We already had one year, one and a half years up our sleeve. And the club who's then selling them knows that in three years, a total of three years, they lose that player for nothing. So, yeah. But that might be the that that might be the case. But I mean, and and by the way, you'd graduated to the CEO's desk at North Melbourne by this stage, I think. So, it was your job to convince Ron Thomas, then Swans CEO, to transfer the two players. Now, Wayne is one thing, but John Longmire, as we said, was highly regarded as a teenager. How on earth did you convince Ron to release those two players? Um, look, I think you've got to say that they went a different direction under Ron Thomas, and what and probably they're working with Alan Swab and the whole. The whole uh, uh, Swans were driven then by the AFL. When when the people who took the club to Sydney left, which was myself and Dean Moore and you know uh, Ricky Quaid and Tony Payne, all of us left. Um, Alan Swab had a big influence, and they were they were going a different direction. They were going the Healy's and the Boltons and the Tuies direction. So you know it wasn't it wasn't um, not being unkind, but that, that was the direction that that they needed to go to get themselves on the map at the time. And the, the kids that we were able to get weren't high on their priorities at the time. You did the deal at the old VFL house in Jollymont, didn't you? I did, yes, in the in the, in the lift on the way up to the third floor, I think it was, yes. So yep. what did what did it cost you to get horse across? Somewhere, so I think it's well, been... I think it was 60, yeah, it was 60, um, and then Wayne was thrown in, I think, for 10. <laughs> but, um, but, the, but the 60, the, the, the interesting part of that story definitely was the fact that uh, old Jimmy Hannon, Ronnie's uh, sidekick at the... The accountant, we, 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 our bank account wouldn't have had seventy grand in it. But I rang, um, I rang Ronnie and said, Ronnie, I need a check here at AFL House right now for seventy grand or whatever it was. Um, and um, he had to go and see Jimmy and try and get the money out of him. And it was, I reckon we would have gone in, into the overdraft. But anyway, uh, Ron trusted me. Um, Jim trusted Ron, and we got the deal done. I'm not sure if it's a myth, but is it true that after doing the deal, Kevin Sheedy came in and was sniffing around about a young kid named Wayne Carey? Yeah, yeah. Well, Ian Collins, Ian Collins had gone up to uh, Glen to see John Longmire, but we got in a couple of days earlier, Ron and I. Um, and so Carlton were on the move for John, and yeah, Kevin, Kevin did start to make some overtures. But that, that was all too late. The players had moved to Melbourne, but what we did in those days with, um, you know, <laughs> the Wayne Swassers, the Craig Charles, all of those guys, is you move them, and they, you know, ownership is nine tenths of the law, and you can do the deal after you move them. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.